Welcome back to the Renewal Session. I'm your host, Marianne, Christian therapist, mom, speaker, teacher, author, and I'm here with my co-host and daughter, Katie. Say hi, Katie. Hi, everybody. I'm back. I'm here every week, but I'm back. Yes, yes, you are here. My name every is week. Katie. I'm Marianne's daughter. I'm a social worker and a part-time podcaster. That's right. Yeah. You left off dog mom. And dog mom. Everybody knows your dog Mommy's doing mom. great for all those that uh, ask about her. I know there's so many of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so got to tell you a funny story. Sure. And then we'll break into our bigger topic of the day. Yep. But um, so I was coming home from work today. Okay. Right? Yes. And I'm driving and I call Papa and I'm Papa is Katie's dad, my husband. Okay. But I'm driving home. I call Papa and I'm like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner? He's like, I don't know. Nothing's really cooked. Right. But he's eating chips as he's telling me this. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, what about we get Casey's taco pizza? Right. Yeah. And From I, the gas station, Casey's. Exactly. So, and we have not had it in I don't think we've ever had it actually outside of his hometown in Iowa. Right. So, so I was like, oh, this is going to be a treat, whatever. Right. So yeah. I get to the Casey's. Right. And there are like six people outside of the Casey's like smoking. So I have to like walk through a tunnel of smoke. Yeah. To get inside. I get my pizza. I'm standing in line. I am not kidding you. Every single person in front of me. Yeah. Is buying lottery tickets. Lottery tickets? Yeah. And, and like, not just one, like, rolls of them. What? So this woman is buying this roll. Like, she's like, give me an arm's length. And I'm like, huh. Wow. Wonder what's going on in the lottery system right now. Right. This is what I'm thinking. What's the jackpot at? Right. Anyway, so the woman turns around, looks at me like she knows me. Right. Right. And she's like, oh, my gosh, girl. What kind of pizza is that? And oh I gosh. was like, oh, it's a taco pizza. She goes, you know, I love their pizza here so much that when they raised their prices from a dollar to two fifty, I still had a buy-in. And I was like, Oh my God, she's a fan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so How funny. I just want you to know that everybody is willing to pay the price. Not everybody, but her clearly, right? Right. She's willing to pay the price for this pizza. So if people have never had a taco pizza from From Casey's, Casey's, apparently it's worth the inflated price. Yeah. Isn't there a Casey's that's closer to us? No, that's the closest. Oh, I thought there was one that was off the, off of, uh, 34, a little bit up the ways. Anyway. No, so, okay. no, 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 no. Never mind. So anyway, our, our pizza was good. It was good. I never had it before. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good it stuff. It was really good. So, but now we're going to break into your episode. So typically people, I, the way this, this uh, story goes on this uh, podcast is that I pick the topic Katie, Katie and I banter back and forth discussing this, teaching points, as you like to call it, my mom's listicles. Her listicles, Yes. And we do that. Yep. And those are those are around a variety of topics, but typically I'm the picker. Right. So today you're the picker. Yes. This is gonna be tricky. Because yeah. this one, tell the clickbait title that you wanted. So today we're gonna be discussing how to break up with your parents. So which I think will be very entertaining. Okay, but just so you know, I did not actually name the episode that. Oh. Because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of 
relationships that are much more challenging than yours and I. Right. And so they actually really do want to break up with their parents. Right. <laughs> and so I don't want to minimize that pain. Right. By this. So I went with how to set boundaries with yeah. your parents. Yeah. Um, because I felt like that was more, more representative of what we wanted, you wanted to talk about. Right. For okay. sure. All right. So I'm passing it off to yeah. you and I'm going to be the responder and people, I just need you to know. I'm going to I'm going to take some hits in this in this podcast. Yes, there's going to be. And I'm going to have to toughen up my skin here a little bit. But here's the teaching lesson behind that. As parents, one of the things that we can give our children that is powerful for equipping them in their lives is permission to reflect back to us the things yep. that we've done well, but also the things we've done poorly correct and us as parents we must develop a thick skin yep. to handle it this right. is all my self-talk do you like that yes yeah getting okay. yourself all right give up. it give it to me girl yeah so, so let's I, talk about it I feel like um I feel like this was an interesting one for me because I think you know I'm very much in the stage of life where for the past couple of years I've been trying to find myself as an adult right and I think that there's like been some growing pains with that um, and that I have been trying to learn how to set boundaries for a couple of years and I tried it several different methods, but I think it's still hard to figure out how to communicate them and like be confident in having a boundary as a young person. Yeah. And so let's, let's give your, your age, you're 27. I'm 27. So you've been attempting. And I have not lived in your house for almost four years. Longer than that, isn't it? Four and a half years. I was off at college, but I have not lived in your house and been a resident or like okay. dependent of yours. Okay, people. So I'm going to, I know you're going to, I literally, I'm going to try not to interrupt you, but it, it yeah. reminds Go me ahead. of the story Go that, ahead. that, um, when, once Katie moved out permanently, oh, yeah, this is funny. Um, the way our house is designed, when you go up our stairs, the room right in front of you that you will see is a Jack's bedroom, room. and that was Jack's room for years. And after Katie permanently moved out, I switched the rooms, making Jack's the one that you cannot see when you come up the stairs. So when you walk up the stairs, you see a girl's room, which is very pretty. Perfectly. It was also not my stuff like you redecorated it in your style yes whereas like I had a purple bedroom with like floral bedding and like obnoxious chalkboards hanging on the wall okay so why don't you tell the people when you discovered that we had changed the rooms this yep. was a big adulting moment for it was yeah so this was kind of the signifier of Katie you're not our dependent anymore <laughs> was that you switched our bedrooms and I was no longer in the corner room with the double windows and so I got stuck in this like boys room in my mind and like you made it so that I was a guest in your house. Like you, I think we had that conversation and you said, Katie, you're a guest in my house. That is exactly what I, I said. I know. And I was hurt by that. I, that was like, you just kicked me out of the bird's nest. And okay. well, there was context around yeah, that. It's right. not like I was literally being Mom, a jerk. I thought you were taking tough skin. I'm just oh, reflecting. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. You, you have to have tough skin. I'm just reflecting okay, on my experience. Me. This is me with tough skin. Go. Yeah. So anyway, I just felt like I was like, oh, I got kicked out. Like I'm a guest now. Right. So then I, there was like a mental flip that switched where I was like, okay, if I'm an adult, 
that means I get to pick how I want to live. Exactly. And so I moved to Memphis um, for COVID, basically. I moved right before COVID hit. And I was there for about three years, two and a half, three years, something like that. Yeah, let's go with that. And uh, throughout the course of living in Memphis, I had, you know, trials and tribulations because there was some stuff that happened in the family while I was gone. But I also was trying to find myself in a culture that is very different from where we were, like where I grew up. We were in, I was in the South now that I was with people that I didn't know. And I was like trying to find myself in this new city, but I was also trying to find myself eight hours away from you. So I think I was pretty, I think part of me like finding myself, I did in secret. Like I just wouldn't tell you about things that I was doing to try and discover myself. Like for instance, people, I had a little bit of a quarter life crisis and I was losing a lot of hair. And so I bought wigs (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't tell you about my wigs but I was trying to find myself right so like that's a funny example but there were things like that I was doing that weren't like dangerous or whatever they were just things I would want to like figure out privately before I kind of tell you about them or whatever so I think part of boundary setting for me at the beginning was I'm just gonna put boundaries around what I tell them Yes, that's, you know, I'm glad you made that point. Like and, the boundary setting was, I'm not even going to invite this to be an open conversation, right? So I can figure myself out and then present you with who I now am. Well, and what was interesting about you making that choice yeah. was exactly what you said. It was the precursor to the boundaries. Yeah. But also it forced you and I to talk differently about your life. Right. And I had to learn that I wasn't going to get to have access to everything. But more importantly, I didn't really want to have access to everything. Yeah, I do think there was a liberation that happened on your side, not having to worry about, oh, where is Katie? What's Katie doing? Is she able to afford her life? Can she whatever? Because I wasn't talking about that stuff. I was, you know... Yeah. I was just visiting when I was calling you. Right. And the things that we were talking about were more related to um, the life transitions. You were in a relationship at the time. Yeah. It was more like current events. It was like current events. Yeah. Not, Katie, you're trying to discover yourself. What are you exploring? Well, and the other thing I think you navigated this well. Yeah. And I, you know, I appreciated this was that in withholding certain amounts of information from me you never made that a big deal yeah it wasn't like I'm not telling you things now because you are not respecting me as an adult right you just made the decision to begin to keep certain aspects of your life private and there was no like tension there well I think there was a tension I think that. there was did a you feel tension no, I think I think there was a switch, though, where my brain went from asking permission to mm. presenting information. Like, I feel like growing up, I was always like, oh, mom, do you think this is OK? Like, can I put a blue streak in my hair? Can I go and wear these clothes? Can I, you know, trying to look for the validation and approval of the decisions I was making? Yeah. But I do think that there was a switch that happened when I lived independently and on my own for a while where I was like, OK. No, I'm just going to present what I discover about myself. And that's going to be who I am. Like, I think while I was away, right? Like, I had, you and I had, this is another, like, floofy example. But, like. Floofy? Fluffy, whatever. Um, (laughs) But, like, we had never grown up going to farmer's markets at all. 
Why did you lean into your mic? Well, I'm just that saying, I'm just it saying was like that you was wanted a, to make it very clear. My mother is not a farmer's market mother. We weren't traditionally no, like true. growing up. We weren't at all. Right. And, and also it wouldn't have been something that I would have at before I had moved to Memphis that I would have thought, Oh mom might enjoy that. Correct. Right. Like I would never be like, Oh mom, will you go with me to the farmer's market? Cause that would not have been an activity that I would have identified you liking me getting to live in Memphis. I went to the farmer's market. And I was like, man, I really like the farmer's market. It's fun to get like cool things that are made by people around here. And also like it's all fresh and there's just like a vibe to it. Right. So I come home from Memphis and I'm like, oh, I like the farmer's market now. You would go with me to a farmer's market. Yes. You know, because I, I, because I found myself being comfortable introducing that into my life and then I bring it back and present it as information. But had I started with seeking your approval first... The farmer's market oh. wouldn't have found its way into our life. Oh. Also, Memmy oh, says Memmy hi. Memmy joined us, and she wants to talk to people. You need to stop. <laughs> so anyway, oh. Memmy is a two-year-old Cocker Spaniel puppy, and um, she, she thinks she's an adult. She wants to play. Yes. That's so this is her special here. appearance. She's had her two seconds of fame. But anyway, she's getting, she's getting, um, oh, she's going into a puppy, uh, what is that called? time out I was a I was never a bad kid so I didn't get that very often oh my gosh well can we circle back really quickly to something because I do think we kind of jumped ahead a little bit sure. into your mid-20s and after college but your adulting process actually began your senior year in high school yeah right there were things that began to shift where you were like this is going to be so great. Yeah. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to have my independence. I'm going to get my MRS degree. Yeah. I went to a Christian college and everybody wanted their MRS because it was their Mrs. degree. Oh, yeah. Anyway. It's true. I just think that's funny. Ring by spring. Ring by spring. Yeah. So so you began your uh, process then and it wasn't as smooth right. at 18 years old as it was then when you returned back from last Memphis, year yeah. from Memphis, right? Right. So let me talk a little bit about what 18 for you, 20, you know, 18, 20, 21 yeah. looked like for you. Sure. Okay. You, it was the first time really that you were stepping away from the permission thing yeah. you were just talking about. Right. And you had some... I think you were challenged trying to figure out how to find your own voice. And even though there had been permission to, to use your own voice growing up, I almost feel like you didn't believe me. Mm. Right. Like it was like, yeah, she says I get to have my own life, uh, my own voice, but if she doesn't like it, she's going to tell me. Right. Right. And so I think you became well secretive. And the difference was that I cared then. Yes. I don't really know if I care that much. Like, if you don't want to go to the farmer's market, I'm still going to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't care if you go to the farmer's market because you be you. Right. Yes, right? but at 18, I cared and, and about that. And you became that. very, you, you defended yourself in this more, like, snarky attitude yeah, you know, to try to say, "Hey, mom, I'm setting boundaries with you." Right. And the snarkiness and the attitude is actually what created more all of intensity, the yeah. um, at the process, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I had to recognize was that separating from your family of origin, yep, comes in stages, yeah. And those stages usually line up with big significant changes in your life, right? You, you're going off to college. 
that changes your relationship with your family, right? You yeah. get married, you have kids, you, you know, don't have kids, whatever, you buy a house or whatever. Any yeah. of that. Yep. At every season comes an, another set of discovering what are the limitations in this relationship. Yeah. Then you have to enter a new person into it. I mean, it, there's just, yeah, it's a stage, stage of life, multiple staged experience. Yes. Right. And so one of the, and things, there's growing pains with that or transition pains. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so one of the things that I think I realized early on was that our relationship was not ever going to be in jeopardy. Right. Simply because you wanted to figure out how to have your own voice. It was just going to be uncomfortable for a time. Right. And I think once I accepted as mom that this is just uncomfortable. And also the I had an underlying belief of I really want her to be her own person. Right. I, I really have been intentional uh, as a mom to say, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think, Katie? What do you want to do, Katie? Take ownership of that. If you feel good about it, then you should be able to explain. Oh, why. my God. I just had flashbacks. That was the sentence that used to piss me off in high school. What? If you feel good about it, you should do it. And I'd be like, well, I do feel good about it. <laughs> I get so irritated by that it sentence. Wasn't, it wasn't exactly that. What I said is, no, I if think you there feel were some like times. this is a good choice, if you feel like this is a good choice, then you also should live this choice instead of being a rebellious, secretive person, yeah. own it. If, you're, if you decided in your mind that this is a great idea, I'm going to go out and I'm going to drink underage. Yeah. And, and. Then my thing was be bold enough and tell me why you came to the decision that that was a good idea. Yeah. And that used to piss me off. (laughs) Oh my God. I would get so mad. I'd be like, who does she think she is? But encouraging me to make my own decision. She just needs to tell me what to do. (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah. But I think that was my precursor to accepting the boundaries. Right. Was me saying to myself, this is a person who believes she's making good choices. She should be able to articulate how she came to something. I have to be willing to accept the choices that she makes. Yeah. Because that is my end hope for her. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now you've... You've done your whole bit in yep. college where you've been snarky. Yep. You've you've become secretive versus private, which I think is another piece. Which I think I have arrived at private. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. And and then we moved into you move away, the privacy thing began. Yep. What is the hardest boundary you felt like you needed to put between you and I or you and Papa and I? Mm-hmm. Um that you thought there's no way she's going to step on this boundary every time. I think the privacy part of it. I think that we are a naturally very open family. And we also have a tendency to like not really have any conversation topics that are off limits. And I think that as I was away and I discovered the freedom that privacy provides, I do think that there are certain conversation topics that I steer away from in conversation just for the sake of like figuring it out on my own. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. And then you inform us later. Yeah, and then I'm like, this is something. Yeah, so I'll think, oh, you know, I'll think on something for a while before I come to the resolution of how I feel about certain things. And then instead of like overly processing with you guys, I just allow myself to come to the conclusion and then I present that information. 
Correct. When I'm ready, you know, and yeah. some, some topics I think, you know, don't, don't need to be public conversation, you know? Yes. I think the, the hardest bound, when I think back of the hardest boundary was when you said to me, mom, this is not your thing. Mm. Like the, you don't need to worry about this. Like I'm yeah. dealing with this. Right. And me being like, Oh, that's a good example. Yeah, I didn't really have a good example of a boundary, but yeah, that's a that was a hard one. That I was a very hard one because I was I, I don't want to say meddling, right? Because I don't I don't I think everybody else in my life would say no. That's the right word. <laughs> that's fine. You can choose another one. Everybody on the podcast, it's meddling. <laughs> <laughs> but I I didn't swim in my lane very well, right? And so when you were kind of saying hands off. This isn't your business. This is my thing to figure out. I remember having so much frustration, not even like anger. I wasn't even proud of you for doing the thing that I raised you to do. Yeah. I thought to myself, you are taking away a part of my mothering responsibilities. Yep. You're you're chopping away at my job description here, yeah. And you're handing off my jo- my job description to you. Yeah. How dare you? Right? How dare you? So it was really hard to learn to swim in my own lane. Well, it was hard for me to make you swim in your own lane because that meant that I was taking on the responsibility of whatever that was that I was. You know, did you feel guilty? Um, no, I felt nervous. That I wasn't going to live up to your standards of how you would handle certain situations. Okay, so why did you why did you think you wouldn't live up to my standards? Well, because in my mind, like every like the gold standard of doing things is is the way you would do them. I mean, that's that's true. I, that's why I'm saying <laughs> that. <laughs> you are the gold standard, you know. No. So, so I had to figure out. I I think that I had to choose to believe that I was capable like you had always told me I was yeah and I think that's a, a very important piece and I know I it's it's everything in me is fighting to not make a listicle out of this yes okay but I, I can can't sell. yeah <laughs> but I think you believing that you are worthy of identifying what you love setting mm-hmm. boundaries creating privacy right. in your life like you had to believe that that was possible right you also had to believe that you were doing something that actually benefited you, but it also benefited me. Right. And healthy boundaries. Oof, so hard with the I list. Know, I know, I can hear say, it coming. I, I can hear say, the list. Healthy boundaries are not about excluding people from your life. Right. It's about setting a standard for how we will relate the best right predictable expectations exactly yeah and and like this is the conversation topics that you can expect from me and therefore that's a boundary right yeah and also I you know when I, I when we talk about boundaries or I go to set a boundary one of the things that I think about is the overall vibe I want to have on the relationships with you and Jack and Papa the vibe the vibe yeah I, I always lead my choice now. now. I, I'm not talking about, yeah. one, you know, foolish times in my life. Like yesterday. <laughs> the foolish times. Yes, yesterday. It's like the renaissance. But today, yeah. <laughs> but today, one of the things that I really think I try to focus on 
is what do I want the outcome to be in the relationship and setting a boundary so it makes possible that we can actually achieve that. Because if you set a boundary for your privacy and I continue to push, 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 nosy, nosy, nosy yeah. on it. You will be disinvited. Well, exactly. And the boundary also, gets pushed farther and farther back. And the vibe? It's gone. Gone. Yeah. But if I recognize that your boundary is to the benefit of me yep. as much as it is to the benefit of you, yeah. then it changes my, res- my like, yeah. perspective on that boundary. Right. Right. Yeah. And then let's say you, you give me a boundary that, um, I don't like, has that happened? Have you ever seen me just like keep pushing on the subject that you're just like, mom, let it die. Well, I mean, I think that the, (laughs) I think I've had some relationships where you're like, this doesn't make sense to me. Why are you in this? This is a bad decision. Not yes. for the safety person. Like, there was never anything to, like, safety-wise to be worried about. It's not like an emergency evacuate the situation. But it was like a your choices aren't making sense to where you, like, are wanting to be in life. And so why are you with this person? Yes. Yeah. I wanted to say. You need to break up with them You right need now. to break up with them. Yeah. Like, we're, we're done. Right. We're done. Because right. I usually fall in love with with people fast. Yeah. <laughs> You do. <laughs> but when I'm done. You're very done. I'm done. Yep. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. But but what I would say is that was incredibly challenging. And without going into a lot of detail, you know, about all those different relationships, I think what was hard for me was not only that maybe I thought you weren't picking the right kind of person, but I had created a standard mm-hmm. that that I believed was the right standard for what y- the kind of person you should be with. Right. But you were busy creating your own standard. Right. And in order to do that. In secret though, that was the thing is I wasn't talking to you at that stage about what I was doing in life. So you didn't know that I was developing my own desired picture picture of what my life would look like yeah correct and so that was really hard because I was like Katie come on now right like really yeah and every relationship I would have like this really yeah this is it at some point or another right but but it was like I almost didn't trust you to see what I was yeah I think you've gained trust in me yeah yeah and I think what happened was I as a mom yeah. had to recognize something that I had said to you guys your whole lives. Yeah. And that was that characters built through positive and negative experiences, but mostly negative. Yes. And as a mom, I just wanted you to pick correctly the first time. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't have to go through the negative experiences. Yeah. We don't we all go, want that? Right. <laughs> and, right. And so I was trying to navigate your lives your life and your relationship yeah even though I wasn't in it right you know yeah totally then I watched you make a big decision in your life a big pivot yeah and I saw the process that you had personally developed as a result of setting that boundary with me yeah and I got to see that this is not a person who doesn't have a standard she has a standard and an expectation Mm -hmm. for her life. I just had to walk it out. But I had to learn yeah. that 
you had to walk it out. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of parents, they hover so long mm-hmm. and they dictate so much of their kids' lives because we we love you so much. Well, you're also terrified to trust that we can make good decisions. Exactly. So I think part of it for me, the biggest thing that helped with setting boundaries was me almost making big decisions in private or in secret so that I could gain. I think you have to call it privacy because I think it is privacy today. Yeah. I think that I was, yeah, today, today what I'm, what is helpful for setting boundaries is that I have to almost make big decisions in private in order to gain my confidence in setting boundaries around certain areas. Does that make sense? Yes. And so uh, here, oof, listicle again. Yeah. Give me a listicle. Right. Is that the boundaries are meant to help you gain confidence. Yeah. Yep. And, and again, this just goes back to healthy, well, and I think healthy also, boundaries well, are empowering. Yeah. But I do think, you know, I think there are a lot of people that uh, pursue privacy in a mean way. Yeah. You know, so I think it's my responsibility as the boundary setter. Yes. To do it effectively and have like a thorough conversation or even like a succinct conversation of why that is a boundary. Right. And right. So, and that's exactly right. And I think delivery. Yeah. Is, is man, it's the foundation for every good. Right. And I think we've had, boundaries. we've had, I think conversations about setting boundaries or we've had episodes about setting boundaries, but I just think that like being a young being a child in this scenario, right? I think setting a boundary with your parent, one of the scariest parts of it is figuring out how to communicate it. Like, you know, because you, you have to have a certain level of confidence when communicating it in yes. order for it to be respected. And I think that it can be really hard to have confidence around a boundary you've never set before. Yes. And I think one of the ways we gain confidence is to to sit with it long enough to have ownership over it. Yeah. And even practice the ways you yeah. want to deliver something or what the method yeah. of delivery is. What um, is that thing that Michael Todd talks about? Michael Todd, the pastor from Oklahoma, he talks about doing something in private. Preparing in private or? Something like that. Something. It, was, it was on the, oh gosh, I can't remember what the series was, but he talked about the season of obscurity. Season of obscurity, and yeah. How, yeah. And I think that can be really powerful. So that whole idea is like, Everybody has seasons in life where they kind of take take a step back from being readily available to people. And in that step back, they're working towards a goal or they're working towards self-development and growth in privacy. Yes. And that that, that can create so much strength in the in the presentation. Right. And, you know, he says something in that sermon series that I thought was really powerful, too, is this idea of, and he's not talking about boundaries when right, he's preaching right. this. this. Is I just can't actually remember what he's talking about, but... Going towards God's mission in your life or purpose in your life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, but what he said is, why are you asking other people... He's Southern, by the way. ...how to fulfill your purpose in life or what they think about how to... how you want to fulfill your purpose. And why are you asking people who cannot figure it out for themselves? Right. Right. So I think that leads into this point of when, when you, when you're talking about equipping to figure out how to set a boundary, I think there's also this idea of who you invite into your life 
Yeah. So that they can teach you healthy ways to communicate things. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think it also took a lot of pressure. Like, I'm not going to ask somebody who can't set boundaries how to set a boundary. Right. Yeah. You know, like you got to, you got, you got your own house to clean up. Right. Kind of idea. Well, and that was, that's exactly right. Because honestly, something that helps me with setting boundaries is knowing that you guys are just people. You're not like an authority figure in my life. You don't have to be if I don't make you that. You know what I'm saying? But because I respect you, yeah, I do see your voice as wisdom. Whereas when I was a kid, you were law. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so I think that as, I got a little nervous there because you're like, you're not the authority. Well, you and are I, in the sense of like, like, wait, what? Just you're happened. not you're not in the sense of oh oh is this your uh guest room moment mom <laughs> is this your guest room moment you're a guest in my house marianne you're not my authority anymore mom oh my god i just got to do it back to her that's great oh my god that was me setting a boundary so people in, in real time how about the fact that you got upset because we had a family fr- a, a friend years ago that said marianne you are a mother and oh. you got hurt. You were like, mothers are old. <laughs> <laughs> and you were 16 at the time. 16. So I was bordering yeah, on yeah, middle you're a, age. Right? You're a mother. Yeah. yeah. And he called you that and you were like offended. Yeah. It just meant something that I wasn't willing to accept. Right. But I do think yeah. it has evolved where you're wisdom in my life now, not law. And I think that's a really great thing. And you are, you are really good at finding trans like words that yeah. just sum it up so nicely. I'm Thank you're you very much, much more succinct than I am. But I think if we're gonna end this, what yeah. I want people to understand is that setting boundaries are about both people. Yep. And the intention that you want to set for the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's also seasonal, right? So nothing lasts forever. Right. Because there's so much change that happens. That learning how to deliver the message of a boundary is important. It's worth thinking about how to deliver something. Yeah. But we don't ask people yeah. who don't set good boundaries how to deliver a boundary. We ask people who you know and respect that are wise people because yes. they're not authoritarian wise anymore. and succinct people oh my gosh you need to stop. <laughs> the, you ask those people how yeah. did you do this and yeah. part of why we're talking about it is for people to hear the possibility of what a mom feels and what a daughter feels and how to well and uh, maybe also where to start you know yeah. maybe maybe start with making decisions in private yes and not inviting those people that you're trying to set boundaries with even into that conversation right and on the parent side what i would say is you want your children to grow up and make good choices and and live a confident life yeah for that reason rather than making them feel uncomfortable about asking you know having to set these boundaries and go through the awkwardness yeah we as parents can also say hey i know that you're you're growing yep and you're learning how to live your own life what are ways that I can respect your boundaries? Amen. Right. Swim, yeah, that was major when you your own lane. When you figured out how to say that, that was major. Yes, for me because you you uh, you acknowledged, hey, I know this is hard to set a boundary, and I can tell that you're trying. How can I help you set this boundary? And it made it feel validating, like it is okay to have boundaries. Right. And you that know. Was- I wanted I wanted you to have the permission yeah to to set the boundary 
So I, you know, in some ways I did very, um, you know, almost like little robotic statements. Right. Katie, I want you to feel safe. How can I be with you in the way that you need? That is, hey, listen. That was a serious one too. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. Because I I wanted to avoid making assumptions about what you needed. Instead, I led with that question, which we can talk about that on another podcast. Oh, yeah. You've got some good. Yeah. You've got some good parenting things out there that you can, you know, I think we could do a whole episode like my episode. Now I feel bad having named it how to break up with your parent. Gosh, Katie, I didn't name it that. Okay. So people listening, we're going to end this episode. Um, How can they find us? Yeah. So you tell me. Uh, Instagram, you can find us on Facebook. We have a group that you can join. Uh, what's the deal with, uh, are we doing any kind of other announcements? Do we have anything else going on? Oh my gosh. Right now you sound like, um, when Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, when yeah. they talk on their smart Oh my list. gosh. Jason Bateman would love what I've been eating recently. <laughs> Grass. No, I've been having, um, granola bowls. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know that Jason Bateman eats that, okay, but regardless, um, they do that same thing. Like, uh, but wait, guys, do we have anything we need to say? Do we? Now? No, we're actually in a very down time. Yes, as, we're just know. here for the cozy chats. We are really Co- cozy here for the chats, cozy chats. So. All right, people, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah, tune in. We'll see you then. All right, Bye. take care. Bye.